You're listening to the Tan Talk Radio Network. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to nostalgic radio and cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tan Talk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727 501 9090. That's 727 501 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll feel so blue. It's just thinking about you. It's decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. It won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those blues, it's snowflakes, it start falling. That's when those blues, memories, it start calling. You'll be doing Right with your queer smile, so we have a blue, white, it'll I'll tell Santa Claus on you. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, everybody. This 
Genesis Mater, like Tum Mater without the tuh. Just remember, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars right here on the radio. And if you're not, then I don't know what the heck you're listening to. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. You know, we're only a few days away from Christmas. Good evening, Bobby. How you doing? Pretty good. Yes, if you got your cameras on, I'm sitting here in the studio, and I'm wearing a Santa's hat. Bobby's in the production room, in the studio, production studio, with his little Santa's Control hat. Control room. That's right, control room. Production room's right behind me. Of course, you can't see it because we have our stunning... Stunning banner. Stunning Nostalgic Radio Cars banner. We have a nicely lit Christmas tree. And what's on the top of the Christmas tree? Why, of course, a speed culture. Oh, what do they call it? Flyer? No, it's a rat It's car. a tree chopper. It's a tree <laughs> chopper. Yes, it's a speed culture... Uh, I'm lost for words. Let's see, uh, help me out here, Bobby. It's oh, it's a rack card. Yeah. Rack anyway, it's got, it's got all the information. It's a card that we actually handle out, handle, hand out when we go to our shows. Now, uh, oh yeah, be sure and check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you got to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsports. And don't forget to subscribe. Did I said it right. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and don't forget to check out Speed Culture, the Speed Culture app. The Facebook page, all that good stuff. You gotta like all that social media stuff, right, Bobby? Absolutely. Okay, so anyway, we're getting ready to uh, get all weathered up here. When I say weathered up, since we have what eighty degrees out there just about today. That's right. Yep. We need some snow. We do need some snow. Of course, uh, we might get lucky because uh, tonight we've got a couple people coming on from Michigan, and I'm not sure what the weather is like up in Michigan, but I think it's cold. Well, I'll, I'll see when I pick up the phone if it's uh, if, it's, if, if, if snow comes if through. If the... snow, snow comes through, okay, yeah. Uh, I know they're getting some snow out west. I know the Rockies and the Sierra Nevadas getting some snow, so those guys are all happy because it's ski season, and we could be there, but we're not. No, we're here in sunny Florida. It's called the Sunshine State for a reason. So, anyway, what do we got in the Speed Culture app minute here? We got shows. Well, last weekend we had the DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee. They also had the um, the Dimmit Show, which uh, they had a new Aston Martin DB10 there. But, unfortunately, I didn't make it to that because we had to hurry up to get over to Largo because we were in the Largo Parade, the Christmas Parade. Correct, Bobby? Yes, we were. Largo's old-fashioned <coughs> Christmas Parade this weekend. Our big uh, nostalgic radio car soleil was cruising down First Avenue and a few other streets around there. Yeah, we actually had it decked out pretty good this time. We had a banner we for did. the Nostalgic Radio and Cars on one side. We had a WTAN banner on the other side for the radio station. And we had our little deer on the front. And your mom, of course, uh, wrapped the truck up pretty good with all her little Christmas decorations. And you were riding in the back of the Mustang. A lot of garland, yep. Yeah, a lot of garland. We were playing Christmas music. And uh, everybody had a really, really, really good time. They did a nice job. They had a lot more cars and more vehicles and more, uh, I guess you would call it floats, sleighs, all kinds yes, of cool stuff. Yes, yes, Uh-huh. Yes, because last year was the first time they brought it back since it, um, since about 2009, I think. And then uh, yeah, this and it, new parade council has kept it going. Yeah, right. And it actually did a pretty good job because it goes down. It's very slow. It's kind of like a nice little walking parade type. You know, you're only basically just kind of idling along. you got people walking up and down the streets. you got the bands marching, and you got the high school cheerleaders and all that other good stuff. And they were tossing candy, and all the little kids on the side of the street were all lined up, running back and forth, grabbing candy and lollipops and licorice and things of that nature. Anyway, so what do we got going on in the Speed Culture Moment? Moment. Speed Culture Minute. I'll get it straight here in a little bit. Let's see. we got the usual show. we got... Uh, Biff Burger Friday night. We probably have Kissimmee this weekend. We probably have 
Quaker Steak and Lube. That's Thursday. Now, I'm not so sure about that one. It actually says December 24th, 4 to 8 p.m. I guess there's going to be a Christmas show there. Excuse me. I have to cough. Does this cough button work? Let me try this cough thing here. <coughs> did it come through? I'm not sure. We have yeah, a it did, but... Uh... We have a cough button here that we're supposed to be able to push. Kind of like a delay button, but I'm not so sure it works. And somewhere, somehow, I got a cough. So I apologize for my cough. Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> but at any rate, let's see. What else we got? Um, well, locally, that's about it. Other than that, if you go to the Speed Culture app, you'll find out about all the other stuff that's going on and around the world here, around the United States. We've got, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. One of our potentially new sponsors, Just Toys is having a, on December 26th, they're having a big car show, and that is in Orlando. So if you go to the Speed Culture app, of course, you can go to speedcultureapp.com and get the website, or you can just whip out your cell phone, right, Bobby? Yep, smartphone. Your smartphone, and because uh, it's smarter D- than me. Download it from the Google Play Store or the App Store for your Apple phone. Apple phone. iPhone. <laughs> yeah, Apple phone. App up, as they say, or as we say. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Winter Park, that's basically Orlando. They got a uh, bike night Christmas thing going on. There's a, uh, well, all the way out in Los Angeles, there's some pretty cool stuff going on. Anyway, all kinds of cool stuff on there. And let's see, oh, yeah. NASCAR and drink beer. Yeah. Hey, Bubba Jay, you know what? NASCAR season's over at the moment, but it's going to get ready to heat up here in end of February, March. I think that's when it starts. So, But the big show coming up here, brought to you by our good friends at National Parts Depot in Ocala, is the Silver Springs All Ford Show, which is the first week in January. Then, of course, we have Kissimmee coming up, which is the Mecham Auction. That's coming up. Then, of course, you have Scottsdale Collector Car Week. That's coming up. So January is slam, and our friends down in, uh, in Boca Raton, actually West Palm Beach, down at the Breakers, they're doing the annual Cavallino show for all you Ferrari fans. And then, of course, on Sunday is the Mar-a-Lago concourse. So that's it in a nutshell. So I think for the next week or two, everybody is going to be pretty quiet. It's just going to be all about Christmas. Now, Bobby, you get some Christmas. We have a text from a, speed, a fellow speed culturer that says that Sunset sunset Sundays is this Sunday. Oh, that's a tongue twister. Okay, where's that at? Uh, I believe that is that the. Uh, oh, is that on the according yeah, to Campbell Cosby? Yeah, that's Campbell Cosby. Yeah, that's the Ford guys, the Mustang guys, and there's some tuner guys. Did they just send a text? Yeah, it's from uh, the wizard behind the app. Oh, the, the wizard behind <laughs> the app. Okay, the wizard. Toto, where are you when we need you to pull the curtain away? But anyway, yeah, that's right. That's uh, behind the banner over there. <laughs> behind the banner over there. Actually, that's been going on uh, all the time. So, anyway, Bob, you got something uh, spinning around on that little turntable top? I do. You do. Oh, wait a minute. You know what I should do? I should do a big shout out to our good friends because today is Tuesday. It's Rib Shack uh, Tuesday, right? Give them a call 727 501 That's 727 501 for the best ribs in town. Yes, it is. And then Sunday, of course, is Belladores. All right. A big shout out to our friends down at uh, Forte's Inboard and Auto Marine. If you ever need your boat fixed or your hot rod fixed or something like that, something like that, give them a call. Their number is 727-544-6440. That's 727-544-6440. My buddy Glenn down at Glenn's MGs he just called me up a little while ago. Told me he had my six cylinder jerked out of my Jaguar, and that's going to be a display motor, twin cam, kind of a late sixties motor. So I'm looking forward to going down and picking that up. But if you needed your MG or any other British car fixed them. You want to give Glenn's MG a call down there, and their number is 727-521-9890. That's 521-9890. And, of course, we mentioned Belladora's Pizza, which is 727-581-5000, 727-581-5000. In fact, we got a couple new commercials we're going to play right for them. And on New Year's, up. you'll probably hear from both Rib Shack <coughs> and uh, Belladora's right here. Absolutely. 
All right, so I'm going to let you uh, drop the needle in the groove, as they say. It's that's Christmas. right. We're gonna, that's we're gonna play some a rock and roll Christmas, because that's what we're into. Yeah. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. we got a spectacular guest coming on a little bit later from almost the Great White North, from the Big D, Detroit. Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 
9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Frustrated looking for car shows? Want the latest in automotive news? How about videos and podcasts? Well, check out Speed Culture, the comprehensive automotive app now available on Google Play and the App Store. Speed Culture brings you motorsports event listings based on your current location. Speed Culture also brings you the latest news feeds, videos, podcasts, and more. Speed Culture, the automotive enthusiast mobile app. For more information, check out speedcultureapp.com and download it today. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Okay, we're back, and you tuned into the Christmas edition of Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I hope everybody out there has a good Christmas spirit. Hope everybody is very charitable. There's a lot of charities out there that need some support and stuff, right, Bobby? And may I mention that this is the fifth Christmas special from Nostalgic Radio and Cars as we close out our five-year anniversary. Well, five and a five and a half years. Yeah, fifth anniversary. Amazing. Yeah, the charity that I'm referring to is Close to Kids. So if you get a chance, go to closetokids.com. They're right here in Clearwater. Was started by a couple of my classmates, uh, girls that I went to school with in Clearwater High School, class of '75. So, any rate, Bobby, you're going to uh, get our guest on the line. I'm going to talk for a second or two, and uh, let's see what else we got coming up. Now, there's a couple big shows taking place in the Big D, which is the uh, nickname for Detroit. And, of course, uh, my partner and co-founder with uh, Speed Culture is from the Big D from Detroit. He's a car guy. And uh, so there's the Detroit Auto Show, which I think is coming up in January. And then I think in March is Autorama. Those are the two big shows that take place in Detroit before the summer, before the big Woodward Dream Cruise. So this year, because we're working real heavily trying to build speed culture we will be taking some trips i'm not sure if we're going to get to the detroit auto show in uh, january but we will make it to autorama because there's so much stuff going on here locally in florida namely kissimmee and mecham and then of course we're going to be the following week we're going to be in scottsdale arizona for the collector car week out there bobby do we have our guest on the line i think we do okay so what bobby's going to do he's going to do playing the little song and if you guys are familiar with our show we play a little song to kind of we kind of warm up our guests a little bit we play something that they kind of like and then we play a little movie clip and then we introduce the guest and then we go into our our interview so bobby go ahead let it roll
And I want to leave my house to the church because Dorothy would have liked it. Now, which brings us to our last item. And again, please excuse the language in Mr. Kowalski's will. I'm simply reading it the way it was written. And I'd like to leave my 1972 Grand Torino to my friend, Tao Van Lore. On the condition that you don't chop top the roof like one of those don't paint any idiotic flames on it like some white trash hillbilly, and don't put a big gay spoiler on the rear end like you see on all the other cars. It just looks like hell. If you can refrain from doing any of that, it's yours. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and that was a little clip from... The movie Grand Torino, obviously out of uh, Detroit, the D, or the Big D, depending on where you're from. But anyway, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is from Detroit. He really builds some super cool cars. And the reason we played the song Lowrider is because a lot of his cars are slammed and bagged, or bagged and slammed. And this gentleman also has, with his whole crew, an amazing TV show that's now on NBC. And I'm delighted to welcome to the TV show, or to, to my radio show, the star of Mob Steel, Adam Janai. Adam, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. What's happening? Pretty good. Welcome to Florida. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. It, hey, feels good to be in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at, at least the airwaves, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're hey, we're doing all right up here. We're holding in. We haven't we haven't really had any winter yet, so yeah, man. What's the weather like up there right now? Oh man, I think it was it's probably forty five, fifty degrees today. Oh, that's sweater weather for you guys, right? I know, I know. Wow, t shirt weather for me today. I was <laughs> killing me. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, did I pronounce your last name right, Janai? Yep. Yep. On the money, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Very good. Now, Adam, tell us a little about uh, how you got into cars. And I know that I got, I got, I got your bio. You know, your your dad was a car guy, and obviously everybody in Detroit is pretty much a, you know, a motorhead. So uh, give us a little background on yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, you know, my my grandparents, uh, family members, you know, pretty much everybody's into cars, and that's just, we're, that's because we're just a, a product of our environment up here. I mean, uh, you know, whether you. I you know, ran a restaurant, um, you know, it was probably a, across from an assembly plant or, you know, near some manufacturing facilities. And, you know, in one way or the other, everybody's really, you know, connected with the automotive industry here. So I had a grandfather at a dealership, and one did packaging and stuff for the automotive companies. And uh, my dad had a, a business that handled uh, dunnage and warehousing for the uh, automotive companies and <clears throat> had uncles that worked at the proving grounds and so on and so forth. So, but um, my you know, my, my, my love of cars was just, you know, wrenching on stuff as kids growing up uh, in the garage and uh, had a race car, uh, <laughs> heavy class pro street in high school and um, just, you know, always was into cars, cars and machines and, you know, you name it. If it ran and had a motor and a gas and a breaker, you know, maybe even if the brakes weren't there, we still liked it. So, <laughs> what, was your um, first, what was your first car? My first car was a Mustang, a 84 Mustang hatch. And then I had a... Uh, uh, CJ7 Jeep. Um, oh, man, I had a, I had a pickup. You know, just you know your typical. You know, the Mustang was just a, that was the epitome of cool. I mean, uh, white. I lowered it, of course. Sixteen. We were in there torching springs on it. You know, week after I got it, uh, putting the wheels on it and the stereo, and you know, just trying to be cool and uh, you know pick up girls and. But you know, really, it ended up being about the car. You know, we just liked hanging out in our cars and cruising and. Uh, you know, making modifications to them. So, you know, it, it started. 
you know, when I was younger growing up, we would go around and get free snowmobiles and, and take three free snowmobiles and put one together and make it run. So it was always something, but um, really Mob Steel didn't come from, uh, you know, it wasn't my job. I didn't have a, you know, my dad didn't have a car customizing shop or anything like that. It was just, it was just something we ended up doing. I mean, when the 90s, late 90s hit and the economy started to get bad, you know, I just started concentrating on the hobby. I figured if we were going to be broke, we are going to be broke and happy. And uh, we ended up making a business out of it. And, you know, here we are almost 13 years later, um, you know, and we've built quite a brand. Where did the name Mob Steel come from? Um, you know, it was just kind of a cool name. It was it was a group of guys that were kind of hanging out in the evenings, and uh, we were doing some metal fab and wrenching on cars and you know, all kinds of fun stuff. It was just a mob of guys, and we had a real mob mentality. I mean, we were in our early 20s, and, um, you know, we're just doing what we wanted and having fun, and you know, it was just kind of it was kind of the kind of the persona of of the business when it turned into a business. That was just it was just kind of who we are, and uh, nothing's really changed. You know, Mob Steel has always been Mob Steel, and we never had intentions of it being this big. But you know, as we started taking that path, we realized we were onto something, and we're like, wow, man, we you know someday we're going to be building six figure cars for you know, athletes and entertainers, and, you know, we started to have those dreams, and sure enough, we, you know, blew right past those, uh, even though all the way along the way, we had people telling us, well, you know, you got the, you know, the name of the company, and your persona, and this and that, and, you know, all black Lincolns, you, you're not, nobody's gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere building big Lincolns like that, and, you know, we ignored that, and we just kind of did our own thing, and it was really what, it was really who we were, and what we were about, I mean, uh, the, you know, the big Lincolns to me, spoke volumes of you know great a great time uh you know that the motor city had it was you know, it was about power and you know luxury and just uh you know just the innovation and you know the, the cars just to me have a lot of personality and a lot of soul and so we always liked those big body cars but when we were building them they just weren't popular when we first started it was an odd thing to see at a show seeing a sea of camaros and fastback mustangs and muscle cars and, and other great vehicles you know, here was the Mob Steel vehicle, you know, a bagged-out suicide door Lincoln, which essentially, you know, was your grandpa's car. So it, 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 ended, up, it ended up working, you know, really in our favor because uh, we stood on our own and it really branded us. Um, so something that people looked at as a large hurdle to overcome uh, really ended up being our greatest uh, asset. What part of Detroit you, or did you grow up in? What part of Detroit are you from? Uh, I grew up uh, in the metro area outside of Detroit. Um, a lot of uh, family members and all of us worked in Detroit. I worked on the east side at a molding shop when I was younger. And, um, you know, just it, it's just pretty much everywhere. And, and now Detroit is, you know, Detroit's massive. A lot of people don't understand. They see the, um, you know, they see the uh, Rensen and stuff like that. And uh, one of my shops is actually located in downtown, which is right in Woodbridge uh, and you know, you stand, you stand there, and you can see all the the great landmarks. But uh, people don't realize how expansive Detroit is. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's actually one of the major problems that poses the city now is its actual physical size. Um, you can put several major cities inside of it. And I don't, you know, I don't know what those uh, really cool fun facts are, but I know it's like Boston and San Francisco and you know some other large cities that fit inside of Detroit. Um, so you know, it's really it's really an awesome place and. Uh, for the bad marks it got over the years and for how widespread the ghetto is now and, and stuff like that, there's still a lot of pride because 
um, you know, we're the first people to start going through the tough economic times, and um, we may be the last city that actually recovers from it uh, because of, uh, you know, geographically it's how big it is. But uh, the fact that it got to that point in the industry that was there and the people that are part of it and the businesses that are part of it and the innovation and everything like that, it's just, you know, it's incredible. It's it's hard not to it's hard not to be proud of that proud of the city and the cars and the people and um, you know I grew up right by the proving grounds so I mean I I spent my winters you know when we got a little bit older and had some money we were riding snowmobiles around the proving grounds. Um, if you had to give if you had to give us kind of a geographic you know because people that are familiar and we talk about Detroit a lot on our show is so in other words in terms in terms of ten eleven thirteen fourteen mile drive whereabouts would that be? Um, I grew up basically off of ninety six and. Uh, east of east of US twenty three, but west of the like northwest of the city. Okay. So, uh, like you know, just just west of Southfield area. Um, it's hard to explain. There's so many little cities. Nobody, you know, it's <laughs> like uh, Novi, uh, Wixom. Familiar? You know. Wixom's a Ford plant. Novi, yep, I know yep, that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's that's where I'm at. That's oh, okay. Cool. Yep. All right. And then, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, it's just such a cool environment man we try to stress that message over and over again because uh, i just think we're really lucky I mean, we live in a great state and, um and just you know when you're a car guy it's hard to explain i mean there's great car culture everywhere i mean the lowrider song reminded me of uh steve and i we spent a lot of time on california when we were working on some of the uh products that we actually sell now <clears throat> and we used to go to inglewood and hang out with all the lowrider guys on sunday night off of crenshaw at the home depot so, you know, there's all this real cool car culture stuff everywhere, but um, <clears throat> it's just not, uh, it's it's on such a massive scale here that you go to a car show outside of Michigan and great car shows, you know, uh, you know, 800, 1,200 cars, you know, it's not uncommon to go to a car show here and see six, 7,000 cars and 125,000 people. And, you know, the Dream Crew is with two and a half million people and and 70, 80,000 muscle cars. So, you know, it's just, uh, there's so many cool things that surround that automobile here. Interesting. What was the first show that you um, entered a car in? And what was your first car that you entered into a show? And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably, what, Autorama or something like that? No, no, it was actually, and I went to uh, St. <coughs> Ignace, Michigan, and it's in the UP. And St. Ignace, Michigan, when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, was like the car show. It was wild. It was a younger group of people. It was, you know, it was just, it was so much fun. And people camping off the expressway. And it was just a fun weekend. It was like a four-day weekend. And, and uh, it was a riot. Brought cars from everywhere. Uh, and at my first car show, we actually built this uh, Lincoln that was like, you know, I think we had thirteen grand in it. And uh, we went up there and slung T-shirts out of the trunk of the car. I bought a vendor spot. Uh, that's actually where I met Steve's parents. Uh, Ed and Donna Ryan, and they, he ended up, you know, coming to work for me a couple years later, and he's been here for over ten years. But I went back to that spot because I just remember how awesome that car show was, and you know, it was just kind of uh, a cool thing to go back there as a business. And we put the car out, and we we sold enough T-shirts out of the trunk to almost cover the bar tab that night. And um, you know, came home, and I had to sell the car because I really didn't have anything. I had that car that I had about thirteen grand in. Um, you know, we were just—it was just an idea. And, you know, you know, it was just a dream at that point still. And and I put the car up on eBay, and it, like, sold that night, like, in five minutes. Like, somebody called me, um, 
uh, out of Seattle area, Washington, and flew in overnight and was there the next morning and bought the car. So it was like the only car on eBay that was like that. It was this bagged out 68 Lincoln, black on black. Um, and it sold really quick. And I'm like, wow, that was fast. Like, you know, I kind of knew I was onto something at that point. Uh, so it allowed me to do the next one. You know, that was like, that was everything I had. You know, I was working for somebody else at the time. And, um, you know, and that's when I started jumping ship. I just started putting my eggs in the mob steel basket. That's that's great. That's a good story. Now, since you're on the story about Lincoln, see, I happen to be a big Lincoln fan, too, because I had a 61 convertible first year for the suicide door. But oh, since yeah. I'm since I'm in Clearwater, you've got to be familiar with Lincoln Land, right? Absolutely. Talk to Chris all the time. Okay, because Chris and I went to high school together. Of course, uh, when, <laughs> when when the story, when him and I, him and I chased this Lincoln for a long time, and then finally I had to, he, he ran me up on the car, but the lady wanted me to have it because she knew I'd keep it forever, so... But uh, it was cool, and it was factory presidential black, black interior, black top. It was a really cool piece. But I see Chris all the time, and he's got some amazing Lincolns down there. Do you buy much from him? Um, buy a lot of parts from him. Do you really? Yeah, I've done. Uh, I've, had, I've had over fifty Lincolns come through this shop. So uh, a lot of them full builds. You know, some of them partials. We've done a lot of suspension and paint work, and you know, and, and every time a Lincoln comes through here, you need parts. <laughs> it's oh like, yeah. You know they're they're uh, they're an awesome vehicle, but uh, you know they are you know they're a vehicle that require a lot of attention, a lot of maintenance. Uh, you know there wasn't a lot of them made. Like your car is super rare, mm-hmm. so you know there's twenty some hundred of those made. I mean who who knows how many are even left? And then the ones that are left, you have to try to search for to get parked because nobody makes anything for them. So whether you need a you know whatever for it, you got to find a, you know a good wrecked old part. Uh, no NS, there's no NOS parts floating around, and there's no repop stuff. I think somebody's making some window switches now and a couple other small things, but you know, really hard to find stuff for that car. Uh, and it, you know, it's but you know, they're worth saving. Great yep. cars, Chris, and Chris has. I mean, that you know, he dominates uh, you know that space along with maybe you know one other business in the U.S. So um, you know, they're, they're a class act. We, we've always had really, you know, we've always had really good suppliers and. Uh, you know, Lincoln Land's one of them. Now, you, uh, you, we met you, myself, and Jeff, my partner. In fact, Jeff's on the line. Jeff, is Jeff on the line? Jeffy there. You remember Jeffy? In fact, one of the videos that's on, one of the YouTube videos with you being interviewed by AccuAir at uh, at SEMA, um, Jeff's in the video there, but he came in a little bit later while I was taking a picture of you guys together. But, Jeff, you wanted to say a few things to Adam, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was talking about cruising, and, uh... By the way, Jeff's, Jeff's from Detroit, okay? I just want to preface by... <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you met me uh, at SEMA with Robert here. I was yep. with, you know, helping with you. Um, yeah, so you, uh, you're just talking about cruising and stuff like that. I mean, were you... Um, it's interesting, though, that you also mentioned the St. Ignis show. I mean, yeah, that was that was a big show back in the 90s. Huge um, show. You know, I lived up north, actually, then up in Gaylor area. So we used to go, we used to go to that St. Ignace show. That was a big deal. Um, it's since kind of died down, I think. Have you guys been? Have you been to that in a while? Or yeah, we actually, you know, it's become an annual trip for us because it's kind of like, you know, it's it's where we you basically started this. This it was our first car show. We so we had back every time, and actually we headed back to. The truck show. Have you heard you heard about the truck show they have up there? It's very similar to the car show, but it's okay, for yeah. semi trucks. And I happen to be in the <laughs> semi trucks too because you know right. now I have a business that you know has any reason to own a semi truck, so I had to buy one. Right. And, um, right. 
you know, we actually went up there, uh, which is really weird. We're up there as, like, special guests this year up there for the truck show. We're going back uh, to the car show, a special guest to the car show. So it's it's so weird. I mean, I just remember, um, you know, going up there in my younger years and then going up there as this first part of business and then, you know, seeing it progress and now being a part of the show is is really cool, you know. So awesome. it, it holds, it holds a special place in my heart up there for, for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, North Northern Michigan up there in, in the summertime. It's, I mean, it's just like that Kid Rock uh, kind of song there, pretty much. But uh, Absolutely. It's gorgeous. You talk about, and I keep telling Robert, you got to come up to Michigan in the summertime. And, I mean, we're, we're planning on being up there pretty much mostly, or at least I am, the whole, the whole summer because, like you said earlier, the, the, the car culture, I've been out, you know, to California with Robert and, and, and even down here in Florida, it, it's big, but it, it isn't anything like, uh, you know, Michigan in the summertime, um, you know, where there's a literally multiple shows every day of the week um, oh, yeah, there. Okay. So it's you just crazy. On a Saturday and see 2,000 cars in Milford. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at Baker's. I mean, every, every Saturday. Every Saturday, yeah. there's thousands of cars. I mean, it's it's really hard to explain uh, to people, but people, you know, they they live and die by their their projects. You know, it's, it's what keeps them going. <coughs> Why they work overtime, and you know, I mean, with somebody that works in an automotive plant and builds cars all day, and then to come home and wrenches on their car at night, you know, you're sick in the head. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be like being a doctor and coming home and a vet and wrenching on hand and having a bunch of at your house to work on. You know, like. It's insane, you know, uh, but it's awesome. People love it. People, people take a lot of pride in it, too. I mean, you talk to people about their cars in, in any state or any place, and, you know, they're proud of their car they built. But you talk to people here, and, you know, you can stray off the conversations of, you know, you know the, this new pickup or this new car or what they're doing in 2017. Or, you know, the conversations are so dynamic because what we're exposed to here, and, and I used to take this for granted. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm bragging now, but, this is some of the great things that I used to take for granted growing up is the fact that you can be standing at a car show at Baker's, 2,000 great vintage cars. You know, one minute you're talking about a, you know, a shoebox uh, Chevy, and then next minute, you know, you're talking about the 27, 2017 Mustang with one of the designers, you know, or you're talking to somebody that's doing the 10-speed transmission and from Ford that's partnering up with GM and, you know, you're discussing all those ins and outs of that, and you're just you're exposed to the intricacies of, you know, what's going on right now uh, in the automotive industry. And, you know, for guys like us who uh, have created this opportunity where, you know, we get to go into the plants and meet people. And, you know, last week we were over at AutoDye, which is a Chrysler stamping facility, and a friend of ours runs that. And um, we are in the assembly plants, and we're down at uh, PDC, and it's just like, it's so cool, man. It's like it's like yeah. being a little kid going on field trips, you know, seeing that stuff. So, yeah, I had a guy that was helping me with woodworkers. dot com when I lived up there, um, way a little way a while back, and he he had designed. He works in the design uh, center for Cadillac and stuff. He did a bunch of the stuff on the CTS coupe and everything. So he was always talking about that. That was that was always really cool. Um, and that and you do take that for granted when you're there and. People think even if you're not in that business, or even if you're not in an automotive business, you're still connected. Um, it does trickle down. I mean, I remember when you know when you know 2008. You know, things you know changed. You know, even I, at the time, I wasn't in other than Woodward, other Woodward stuff. I really wasn't in the automotive business at all. So, and it, it just you know it, it affects you there. But 
Um, on a happier note, I was gonna. You mentioned earlier cruising when you were a kid. Uh, where were you cruising? Were you, were you out at Fifty Nine, or, or was there something over by Milford, right area that you Grasher, 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 yeah, downtown. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they used to unload cars. I mean, they used to do a lot of street racing when we were younger uh, down in yeah. Detroit. And I'm not talking street racing like <clears throat> you see it now on TV. Well, that was this is back in the '90s, and we would go down to Detroit, and there was some spots. Uh, outer drive and telegraph and some other spots where people would pull up and unload like alcohol funny cars and race on the street i mean it was serious (laughs) business and uh it was something else to see i mean you would go down there and just watch it well you know obviously people got hurt things happened but they still do it i mean they they street race on grand river now uh right by our shop so our shop's on uh that's a four freeway that's known as that's known as the wild west down there Oh, it's crazy! It's crazy. Uh, which, which to me is just a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I, uh, we have we have uh, two buildings in Brighton and our big facilities in Detroit. Well, there's a lot dif- there's a lot of difference from misbehaving in Brighton and misbehaving, you know, on the service drive in Detroit by Rosa Parks. I mean, right? Um, you know, you can get away with a lot down there, uh, and that's that's not there's nothing bad or good. It's just that's just part of the it's part of the culture. You know, listen, we're in an industrial area. And, you know, if you need to go out and, and uh, test that twelve hundred foot pounds of torque on one of your, you know, cars you built, you, you know, you go out and do it. Um, you know, here you're, you know, you're shaking the you're shaking the windows in the dentist office. So you got, you know, you're picking yeah. choose where you misbehave. Jeff, you wanted to ask uh, um, Adam about, uh, you know, where where he feels the trends are going. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, yeah. Sorry about that. We got a little bit. Um, no, so you know, I remember you know seeing you. It seems to me since we. Um, since we've started this, you know, just in the last year, I mean, obviously with the weather down here, um, you know, things are really going, uh, as far as the car culture down here. But for me, I just feel like this is the car culture is really, really hot right now, especially, um, people, I want to say, you know, um, your age or, or our group of, of age group. I mean, you have, it seems like there's, there's two different dynamics. You have the guys that let's say they cruised Woodward back in the day. And, you know, and they got the older cars. And then there is another group of people that with these cars and coffees and these and the meetups and all this. I mean, I mean, down here, and I'm sure it's same in Detroit. I mean, we got kids that are anywhere or kids and people really that are anywhere from, let's say, 20 ish to to 45 or whatever. They there's thousands of people that show up at like they put up a show and like, you know, 500 people will show up. You know, at a whim because of social media and stuff. So, um, yeah. do you feel that you know that that is hot right now, or what, what? How do you feel about kind of the market, or or you know, just the car market, maybe outside your custom building? Uh, you know, I mean, I I always, uh, I mean, it's our it's my job now uh, as a brand and as a company to uh, know what's coming next. You know, in terms of trends and stuff like that. Um, you know, we almost have to dictate that timing in order to be successful, especially with the wheel business and suspension. And, and you know, what, what what are we doing with this show car this year? What color, what this, what that? So we got our thumb on that stuff really well. But in terms of seeing people participate like that at these different shows, I think you're going to see people celebrate using the vehicles more. That You know, they they got a place they can drive to, like the Cars and Coffee event. They go to, they get to enjoy each other's vehicles, but it's a free roam deal. They come in, they leave. You see a lot of these, like, you know, driving tour shows. 
Um, those are getting more and more popular. A lot of these rally runs, um, you know, people are are getting out and using these things. And I think that's, you know, there's a lot going on there. Okay, for a while, there was so much money. I mean, the '90s and stuff produced all this capital and tech money. And guys that were into cars, you can see the trends of vehicles were, you know, these unbelievable, you know. Uh, beautiful street rods that were gapped and splined and surfaced, and they got hundreds of thousands of dollars in them. Those aren't cars you see drive down the expressway and get off and you know pull up to you know a cars and coffee event. So because of the economy changed, the economy really dictated a lot of the trends in automobiles. Even Mob Steel went from building these unbelievable gapped cars and all the stuff that we were you know taking to the auto shows with the Ford and all this stuff. You see a lot of that change. You see patinaed vehicles now. People aren't putting money into body and paint and all this stuff. Well, now it's become popular. Now people are trying to make it look like that. But that's really the economy that dictates that. These vehicles are becoming vehicles that we enjoy using, and we don't have six hundred, you know, thousand dollars into them. You know, you have, you know, twenty five grand in a hot truck with a, you know, LS motor and it's bagged and it's an old F one hundred or whatever with a. Mustang motor, and you use it. Um, a lot of you see a lot of trends with the new cars. People now are taking something. Maybe they had a '69 Camaro or this or that, and now they're saying, "Okay, I can't afford to have a street rod and all this, but I'm going to get a V-spec Caddy, or I'm going to buy a, you know, uh, you know, whatever this newer car, and that's going to be my daily driver." But I'm going to soup that up. So you see a lot of those at cars and coffee events too. You're starting to see cars that people are using, and um, that's why these events are getting popular. And, and that was one of the things on our show. When, when they talked about doing a show with us, one, we don't have time to build these crazy trailer queens. We can. But Mob Steel is about, you know, building a car, pulling out of the building, and destroying the rear tires and, and, and being disrespectful to it because that's what they were there for. I mean, look at American Graffiti. I mean, that's, you know, that was the American dream. You know, you went out and, you know, drove these things and enjoyed them and met up, went to meetups and stuff like that. So I think you're seeing some of that nostalgic uh, part of hot rodding, if you want to call it, uh, coming back. Uh, and I think that's great, too, because we need to recapture that younger audience of getting involved in driving, not only working on cars or enjoying cars or, or having a car be their hobby, especially in the aftermarket industry, but we got to get them to invest in driving these things again. Be excited about a new car and what do you want? What do you want yours to look like? And, and, you know, I mean, when I turned 16, that was like the ultimate thing. I mean, the day you turned 16, you were sitting at the Secretary of State office waiting for the doors to open, and, and you were free. I mean, you got in your car and you drove, man. It was like the greatest day ever. And kids now, you see that demographic shifting well into their mid-20s now. And it was like 18 because they had driving restrictions, and then it was 19. Now, as an aftermarket industry, we're looking at having to target 25-year-olds for these parts. So we've lost a, a big portion of, uh, you know, an audience that used to buy cars, uh, customize them, and go out in them. And so you're starting to see that come back. And, uh, well, you know, I think okay. that if we can get, you know, in, in some of those events, I think those events are successful because of that, because you're driving, drive-outs, you're using your vehicle. You know, you take a few minutes to celebrate it and see everybody else's stuff, and then you go back out. You know, it's it's great. Adam, let's. We didn't get a chance to talk much about your uh, TV show. How'd the TV show come about? Um, we we had been approached in the past, but it was always typically this is how a TV show works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shine the light on some stuff. I won't shine anything on the NBC stuff because I I basically had signed away, um, you know, all my all my rights to talk about stuff. Great company, 
a great production company worked with. But in the past, this is what happened. So uh, Mob Steel, you know, you know, just stuck around for several years, four or five, six, seven, eight years, and all of a sudden we started building a fan base. Now, um, we would have people approach us, and what happens is the networks will put out uh, a call to production companies and say, listen, this is the type of TV show we're looking for. So they already have an idea what they're looking for. So we would get approached by a production company, and they would say, listen, uh, we're looking for a, you know, a car shop that can do this, and then you know you pay this for it, and then we add up what you have and do it, and then you take it to an auction and you win or lose. Or, or maybe it was we're going to you know, have some cars, and you're going to be stranded on a mountain, and then you got to make one out of both, and you got two days to get off the, you know, it's always something crazy. And at that time, Mob Steel, uh, and when I, when I say Mob Steel, so refer to me and my guys and the business and the whole thing, we were already mature to a point where we didn't really need to do that to try to brand our, our company. But a lot of these really cool shows that come out, you know, they get a car shop that's a year old or two years old, and it does wonders for them. So we turned down a lot of that, uh, and then all of a sudden we got to a point, you know, in, in our 11th year in business where a production company came to us, not a network, the production company came to us, uh, and uh, they, they were just like, listen, you know, we love you guys. Your stuff's awesome. Um, you know, we'd like to just throw some stuff together. We have some clients that I think would love to see this, and, uh, and that's how it started. We just started with a good relationship. We spent some time with them hung out it was great and um then we ended up doing a preview and then uh or they did a little sizzle reel right and then this sizzle reel got like a bunch of people interested a bunch of different networks and then they went on and did a preview and then the preview brought real offers so then all of a sudden we're looking at offers from uh i think it was three or four major networks well they chose the best one and they chose nbc and nbc uh, you know, bought some episodes straight away, and uh, they're getting into the space. And um, you know, you could you couldn't ask for a, a cooler thing to happen because, as a company, we were like, listen, we already have an audience, we already have an identity, you know. And they said that's okay. We want to make it about Mob Steel. NBC was excited about Mob Steel. So just 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 you know, make a show on who you guys are and what you do. Um, and uh, that's it. You know, there was no there was no real. You know, I didn't have to. Uh, build a car that drove out to a boat or nothing like that. It was just, you know, we got to hang out and uh, we got to share our story and we got to share our area. We got to share our suppliers and our friends. And um, we looked at it as the opportunity to, you know, just let people know what, you know, why why we have so much fun. And uh, it wasn't a chance to brag or anything like that. It was a chance to showcase uh, essentially people and how innovative they are and, and businesses and, you know, in the OEs and what makes our area cool and so it was neat um they were all for it you know that that was that that was in the books and then we just went to work uh we started making a tv show and that was new for us and it was a totally different product than making a car or you know doing a SEMA build or doing a build for north american auto show or or a build for an athlete or you know business it was we were making a tv show so it was a new experience and it was fun it was a lot of work uh, we put in 20-hour days, seven days a week for six months to pull it off, but we're used to that. And uh, I think that set them back a little bit. They were surprised that legitimately four of us, you know, we have help with girls in the office, and uh, but, but the four of us, you know, built those cars. Every two to three weeks we were pumping out a car that we could take out in the street and do burnouts and, you know, do car-to-car shots and drive it all over the city. And, you know, that, that really surprised them. Uh, so it was cool to 
you know, kind of show off for, for a little bit. Neat. Well, hey, Adam, we're just about up against the clock. I want to thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. Um, we got about 15 seconds. If you want to plug your wheels real quick, Detroit Wheel, and what else? You got the exhaust system, right? Yeah, uh, you know, Mob Steel. Uh, check out MobSteel.com. Detroit Steel Wheel. Detroit Steel Wheel. We're doing some of the coolest stuff. It's a wheel that complements your car. It doesn't. It doesn't dictate its personality. It's. It's something that just. It's very organic. It looks great. It's all over the place. Uh, you know, we're we're really excited with that. We just. We got a lot cooking, and uh, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, listen, this is why everybody knows what's going on. You know, uh, the press and the media have been a big part of Mob Steel's success. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, this thank really you. Cool. Look okay. forward to running into you guys again. It was good seeing you out in Vegas. We'll see you in Detroit, right? For sure. But anyway, hey, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody in your staff, your team, the whole organization. Jeff, Merry Christmas to you, too. Merry Christmas to all my listeners. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out our show every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Be sure and check out our website, callstreammotorsports.com. Don't forget to check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars if you missed any past show. Again, I want to thank Adam Janai from Mob Steel and his whole team. Be sure and check out his weekly TV show. It's on NBC. In the meantime, everybody, Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.